You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Sexual subjects. You are listening to a broadcast of the Cuntcast podcast, a conversation with me, a classically characterized cunt, carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation. Uh, so I am reporting from Gilead. How are you? And I am here with my co host, um, Mr. Aaron Ram Freeman. Everything is crashing around us. How are you? We're overdue. <laughs> you remember the, uh, there used to be reports of the cyclone in Coney Island. And, um, there were reports of like people at the bottom of the roller coaster would note that there were nails coming out of the, like it was like the wood was warped and the nails were coming out of the actual bottom of the roller coaster structure. Yeah. That's kind of where we've been. There are a handful of people who uh, are absolutely right when warning us about the coming hellscape, and yeah, I guess they oh they they are free to say I told you so, but this isn't kind of feel like it's a jerk move at this point. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Everyone was being a jerk to the people warning us of warning us about the smoke. So the responses to the people warning us about smoke and warped wood and nails coming out and creaks here and weird sounds there and strange delays here and this taking a long time to process there. All the warnings for all the things were happening for the past, I guess I could say decade, because there are things that you were talking about since I've known you that are completely true now. But in the moment, you were getting absolutely shouted down um over it yeah i was an alarmist right that was a term that yes the term air quotes alarmist yes which dare mongering right which always you know now it always begged the question um well what do you propose then no one ever had an answer like oh you were just you just chilling so then continue to chill that's the thing about labeling someone an alarmist telling someone they need to calm down is you can ignore them let them rally around you you stay you sit you stay on that moon pod and you keep playing street fighter there's you don't have to do anything if you don't want to um the idea that we yell at the people concerned about safety was concerning years ago and it's now like reached a peak where now as a society we have to question whether we um our our concerns about safety are of value you know what i mean at this point it's not even like the people who were saying the cyclone had nails it's like um the beginning of every final destination movie where somebody's like i've had this premonition this is definitely gonna happen um everybody get off the plane and everybody's like no and then the plane blows up and then everybody's like, who could have seen that coming? That's how I feel like the human race is. Uh, because we've seen empires fall. Uh, we, we did nothing different. Um, and, and now we're shocked that everything's going to shit. Uh, when we, we were given several examples throughout history of exactly how it's going to go down. And everybody's like, <laughs> but like, not us. I like to remind people that always say, oh, you're being such an alarmist and naysayer. You're you're not looking at all the progress. It's like, you know, I am looking at the progress. And I also know that that progress 
we haven't had a lot of it for long. Like a lot of these things that we think are set in stone are not. No. Interracial marriage has only been legal in every state in this country since 1967. It was only illegal to rape your wife in every state in this country. 1983 was when that they decided. Uh, Actually, no, not 1983. 1989. I think uh, Louisiana was like a straggler for that one. Fact check me on that. But um, like a lot of our uh, set in stone rights you think you have are pretty fucking new. And if you don't think that a progressive society can't go to shit in your lifetime, ask people that were alive in Afghanistan in 1967. It was pretty progressive back then. They're still alive. And uh, Afghanistan is Afghanistan right now. So it can go bad is all I'm saying. And I wish people would like really make that a real option. So we, I think the discussion needs to note that time is a thing and i think humans don't process time well i realize this now i used to think it was just kids when you talk to kids a 15 year old will think that being 40 years old but a 40 year old will not realize how short of a period of time being 40 is or 40 years is and lots of things our grandparents remember a lot of things that we consider old, things that we consider things that have with enough time, have, with enough time between it for people that have gotten over air quotes. That's not true. Our grandparents, our parents were alive for this stuff. Forty years is not a long time. Forty years is very recent. If you are forty years old, you have not been alive a long time. It feels long because living is hard. Yeah, like people don't like to think that. Um the first generation of women that could get credit cards without a man, um, they're not retirement age. Right. (laughs) Like that ended in like the mid seventies. 1975, I believe. Yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago. So when people go like, well, I mean, the Supreme court decided Roe v. Wade. So it's a done deal. Like, no, no, it's fucking not. No, no. (laughs) No, no freedom is set in stone, especially here in America, where rules change depending upon who is playing. Yeah. So no freedom is set in stone. All freedoms should be defended with all of our energy for as long as we live forever. At least until the robots come and start, you know, weeding people out, which, you know, please, robots, if you can hear us. Please just... Yeah, until uh, Jeff Bezos puts the capitalism chip in our brain so we could order things from Amazon faster, and then we just transcend humanity, and it's just the death of the soul and art and everything that makes us human. Uh, yeah, we're just going to continue to suck. But I feel... Um, as much as I say that, I don't feel like it's a time for nihilism. It, like I, I'm so happy that people are... Uh, just saying you got to fight because, you know, I mean, well, if, this, if, it's if a, you've been living under a rock, Texas just pretty much banned abortion. If you're banning abortions at six weeks, you don't know you're pregnant at six weeks. I say this as somebody who was pregnant once. I didn't fucking know that shit until uh, I was like 10 weeks. Right. And uh you, you just, you won't know because when they say six weeks, it's not six weeks until you find out you're pregnant. It's six weeks since your last missed period. So uh, most people, if you have a longer cycle, you don't know that you've quote unquote missed a period. Right. So you'd have no reason to take a test. And some pregnancies tests can't even detect that you're pregnant at six weeks. Fun fact. Uh, By fun, I mean existentially horrific. But uh, thinking that, well, it's just Texas and I don't live in Texas. Like, uh, no, we're in a states' rights country. 
And uh, if one state gets away with it, other states are going to follow. Yep. And, uh, the thing is, it's not... Uh, there's going to be a certain class of women in this country that will never have to worry about abortion access because if they need it, they will definitely be able to have it. But everybody else is going to be stuck. Yes. It's, uh... For the record, being in being in Texas, they um, allowed the sale of um, alcohol on Sundays. So it's a, tra- a, a trade-off. You, you know, it is, it is uh, weird coming from Jersey where we had all those blue laws and, like, I couldn't get stockings on Sunday or liquor on Sunday. Right. But if you go to South Jersey, you can get a, a shotgun. Right. I feel like we don't... It just, I, uh, humanity is... We, we, we always have to fight. Because the people who do, the people who how do I put this? It's those less concerned with human rights have a lot more energy to fight human rights because we just aren't. When you when we're when you are concerned with human rights and progress, you tend to be moving on to bigger and better things. But what if you're not? Like, what if your whole life can be comfortably dedicated to denying reproductive rights? Think about that. Like it's one of those things where it's 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 weird to really think about that when you when we when we do something when we make a move when we legalize uh, gay marriage for example we want to move on to something else but imagine if your whole life could be dedicated to make to uh, to making gay marriage illegal again imagine that eighty years yeah. sixty good years of your life just trying to remove a single right. A single thing we fought for. So that's why we have to, that's kind of why we have to always fight. And that's why it's tiring. (laughs) And also it's always hard for us to even process, which is why we kind of talk about progress in such a way. We're like, oh, well, we've done this. So we're done with worrying about it. Is because you wouldn't think that somebody right behind you will just be like Cobra Commander and just stare at it for 50 years since you've done it. But no, the person behind you that doesn't want you to have this human, this right, doesn't want you to have this uh, free freedom is gonna stare at it. People have they've been refining uh, arguments against abortion rights since you know Roe v. Wade. Just just the same set of people <laughs> just staring at it. So yeah, it's like uh, it's like cartoon villainy. It's like cartoon villains just all day. Just and the worst part is, uh, I I think. In this country, because, you know, it is found on a lot of um, Puritan Christian fundamentalism, uh, we're taught that we can't call them evil because it's like, well, it's their faith, which is kind of like, well, it's my opinion. It's like, well, your opinion and your faith can suck. I mean, it's that's, evil. that's just reality. If you're listen, if your if your belief system is the is removing someone else's ability to flexibility, living flexibility, it's evil. Yeah. Because objectively, we're not allowed really, to say that. It is we you objectively should not be concerned about what other people are doing to this degree. Um, as a person who like I always tell I always tell folks my liberalism is born from apathy. I just don't care. I'm not. I am. I am a black dude. So there are so many other people that need the ability to live that aren't black dudes that I cannot form an opinion on them because I don't know them and I don't understand primarily since I was a since I was a young man in high school people would ask they would tell me about these things. I went to a Catholic high, Irish Catholic high school and there were so many opinions Yikes, about bless. people. Right. There were so many opinions about people that I was like this school is just full of white dicks. Why do you all care about these people? Why do you care? You just have yourself, white boys, a cascading sea of white boys. Worry about yourselves. 
the idea that we are in somebody else's business is, is patently absurd. I feel like it's quintessentially American that white men feel like worrying about everybody else is their business. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. When you say white, when you say, if you were to say white people have no culture, white people will get up in arms. But whiteness has just been be invading everyone's business globally. And that's it. That's the trait. That's it. Is this you have an opinion? White people have an opinion about everyone else but white folks. And then if you call them white, they get all out of sorts because that's how little introspection is done. That's how little introspection whiteness provides. Your whole business is being in other people's business. And it's just hard. It's, if that is your if that is what you believe in, if that is your ministry, it is inherently evil, whether it's religion or not. It's inherently evil. Telling somebody else why they can't do a thing, they can't live their life to the fullest extent as somebody, if, we all, if you're denying someone's rights, limiting their ability to live that they fought for, yeah, it's evil. It doesn't matter whether it's because of God or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I said, you can either say Jesus was a homie as per the Bible or God forsook us, which, I mean, obviously, either way, whatever religion... <laughs> You whatever whatever God Jesus combination you believe in, hey, you learn about this shit. Yeah, it's really funny. Like when I think about the grip prosperity gospel has on this country, and I just feel like, how could you read the Bible and get that interpretation from it? Hey, like, motherfucker, they ain't read that shit. <laughs> I, I found that because, you know, these anti-maskers are like, oh, my Jesus. It's like um, Leviticus literally tells you to wear a mask. Right. I mean, it also tells you to go in a hut when you menstruate, but they didn't have pads back then or tampons. But like they say, if you are sick, cover your fucking face. Um, but they listen to Leviticus when they don't want gay marriage. But Leviticus on mask. Right. whatever whatever it is you're not following the bible even if you're following god right our unhinged wrathful god right as per the bible well not new testament god old testament god yeah right that's what i mean there's a certain type of new testament god did was like he's like well you guys still suck so i'm gonna murder my child right so like we're you guys are off the hook, but you have to feel guilty about it forever because, like, if you do bad things, it's like spitting on the wounds of Christ. So, yeah. And, uh, and that was it. And then it beget celestial apathy as, so, as per God. He's, he, we, we, are now, we are now currently forsaken or whatever. He's not paying us any money. He did the thing. He sent our God down. He sent his son down to tell us it was pronounced Jod. We murdered him as a result. <laughs> and that's it. He sent his boy Jesus down to be like, nah, nigga, it's Jod. And then we killed him <laughs> on the spot. And then he was like, all right, y'all, fuck y'all then. And then that was, and this is where we're at now. We've got, we've got, a, we've got a planet full of disgusting people and 14 COVID variants. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. At least we now know exactly who in our circles we could not trust in the zombie apocalypse. Man. I... Every family member you have that refuses to get a vaccine would 100% hide a zombie bite. Hell yeah. Good fucking God. Jesus Christ. All those zombie movies, all those games about the apocalypse, we were thinking they were overboard. You realize the division is overwritten, for example. You ain't even got to put smallpox on the money during Black Friday. It doesn't need to be an elaborate plan. Just give one person smallpox, tell them they can't go outside. That person will go to outside and to several weddings. Yeah, you know, uh, like, I usually go to Exotica every year. Uh, didn't go last year because it was canceled. They are doing it this year. And then I looked at their how they're managing COVID it's like well you can show us that you're vaccinated proof of vaccination and proof of negative test and we'll give you like a little wristband but it's not required um 
also mask since New Jersey isn't on mandatory mask requirements. Those are also optional. So it's basically like a COVID honor system. Um, I'm not going to sit around around 10,000 other people who have to, uh, from the goodness of their heart, make sure I don't get COVID. Because I now know the true nature of humanity. So I'm not fucking going. And I feel immense guilt because I do. It, it's one of our biggest outreach things that New Jersey Red Umbrella Alliance does. But I also feel like telling uh, vulnerable sex workers, many who can be immunocompromised, to come see us at this booth, at this fucking super spreader event. <laughs> I don't feel like I'd be a good person if I did that. I, I feel like this whole, well, we have to get back to normal. Um, it's not a let's get back to normal. People are saying sacrifice yourself for fucking capital. No, let's just not. We could all just not do that. What are they going to do if uh, they fire us all? They actually would have to fix some shit because they'd have to hire new people. If we all collectively say no more labor, we could all actually stay home long enough so we stop being in a pandemic. People in 1918 were better than us at this. Like, um, we've got, we've managed to, um, we've managed to um, farm to nurture a generation of bootlickers. That God, th- yes, the just the possibility, the the the, the looming. The looming t- possibility of power and money means that people will support the oppressor, the oppressive forces, just for the possibility of them possibly having a teaspoon of oppressive power themselves. Just like a kid they can slap around, a restaurant they can mistreat their workers, anything, just any possibility that they can they one day might be able to wear the boot for a minute <sighs> whole lifetime of bootlicking yeah it, it's uh mm. i've seen way too many uh quote unquote black revolutionaries just turn into kevin samuel fans because it, it it it's enticing to have power over somebody and instead of fighting for black liberation now you're just oh like i could be a patriarch so i don't actually need liberation because i should have power just given to me because i was born a cis male and they just are cool with that and that exactly just i could have a, a an eye droplet of power, right. and they just just deep throat it. Yes, biggest obstacle um, to any progress are the bootlickers, fence sitters, the possibility that they might have something to wield a cudgel of their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. There you go. That's where we're at. We have things to talk about. Hold on. We got to let's try something positive before we before we uh get into these stories. Positivity. Um Positivity. Positive. We have news everyone. We have news stories. Jayla, what what is the the stories, the things that we are talking about to today? We we today. Uh well, OnlyFans did reverse their decision to ban explicit content. Um but it's really up to Mastercard. So I really was trying to make that a positive, but 
I mean, they kind of got caught out there. I, they got caught out there um, showing their hand a little too soon, devalued their own company before they could sell it for maximum value. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they kind of fucked things up there. Yeah. And now they got to roll it back. Uh... So now they're, they're trying to spin it. And one of these weird ways, it's like everybody sees through you guys. That you, can't, you, can't, you can't explain it away. You didn't try. There was no. There was no. There was no galaxy brain scheme here. You were ready to flip OnlyFans for extreme profits. Yeah, that's it. That's all. I, you were I mean, doing. at least this uh, power play that they did did get people to see that there is something inherently wrong with Visa and Mastercard. Um, to non-government entities being able to decide what content you consume. So that is a positive that people are now having that discussion. Um, the negative would be that we have to have that discussion because these mega corporations have the power to tell us what content we can consume. Yes. So, yeah. That's a positive, but it's more accidental. Um, that was not, this was not OnlyFans, this is Galaxy Brain Scheme. Yeah. So, that was not, this was not the case. They just, they got very lucky. And, yeah, they were trying to um, sell sex workers. Uh, they were trying to screw sex workers and sell their company for, I assume, billions, a billion, several billion, something, something of value. Trying to do a Tumblr thing and sell it, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yes. I also learned to never read the comments on a Washington Post article. <laughs> no, you should not. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I got quoted. I should share this with people. And then I started reading the comments, and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to share this with anyone. Everybody's awful. <laughs> I do notice that um, uh, random people like uh, account member Chief Beef uh, <laughs> will think they have the whole thing solved. They're like, hey, have sex workers thought about having a co-op? Um, <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't we think of that? Um, except that um, the way trafficking laws are set up in our country um, when we try to work together we are then um, prosecuted as traffickers of ourselves um, so we will then go to jail um, but you know thanks for the suggestion chief beef we hadn't thought of it um, then uh, who is this other guy uh, Clever Cow 50 uh, decided, well, crypto. Like, why don't these stupid whores just use cryptocurrency? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we are being shut out of um, the banking system. So our little digital coins that are super volatile um, can sit in our e-wallets, um, lose value, and then we'd have no way of actually turning that into the currency we could pay our rent with and buy food with. But, you know, cryptocurrency clearly is um, what's going to save us. If only these dumb, <laughs> cock-sucking whores could understand blockchain, we, just, <laughs> we would break our chains of oppression. Oh, how did we not listen to uh, Clever Cow 50? Uh, just solving our problems, like the galaxy-brained commenters on Washington Post. Just thank you for solving these problems. We like never thought about it. Cryptocurrency, wow, novel. It, it's like um, huh? It's not like the payment processors that we'd be setting up to use cryptocurrency wouldn't price gouge like payment processors of the past did to the adult industry. Um, 
It's not like the government can't just fucking seize it. It's not like blockchain literally is a uh, map of the exchange of all these coins, which if there's going from sex worker to client to sex worker to client is, is just telling, hey, here is a receipt of all the crimes I did. Oh, but you know, it's the crypto. It's, it's just so <laughs> airtight and we just should have thought of it, but we couldn't with our dumb, dumb, cum-filled brains because we are just so silly. But thank you, commenter, who had read a three-minute article on the Washington Post and just solved this issue for us. Like, why didn't we think about it? When you... So... When you see these things and you read these articles... Uh, and your brain immediately goes to, well, why don't they just, it's probably been sorted out. Um, I think what folks don't get is the entire, is how much the U.S. government has acted against sex workers on every level. And when the U.S. government doesn't want you to do a thing, it's really hard to then do a thing. Especially when the U.S. government keeps changing keeps it, it's some of the most dynamic harassment i've ever seen <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a full thorough harassment of a group of a labor force in the united states like you can't yeah. go anywhere and anytime you guys go anywhere you get followed by the u.s government who's just yelling about yelling incoherent stuff about trafficking and safety while they deny you access to safety <laughs> payment processors um, your own ability to your ability to create your own um, websites, run your own businesses, act as independent contractors, then you will have to rely on OnlyFans, and then those scumbags want to flip it for two billion and <laughs> leave you guys back out on the street. Yeah, because they don't fucking care. But... They don't fucking care. But you guys can't function. That's what they say. You know. You know. They. I've read the comment. You know, sex workers need to create their own platform. How? There were several. <laughs> that was Fosta Sesta undercut completely destroyed. Your own platforms. Yeah. So please. And now, and now the same people that are uh, targeting OnlyFans, now they want to come after Twitter because they realized that um, the big problem is they can't speak over and for sex workers if there's a place where sex workers could loudly speak for ourselves. Uh, which Twitter is pretty much the last place we have um, because Facebook, you can't even use a goddamn peach emoji without having your account shut down. So uh, Twitter is kind of our last hurrah. Like if we lose Twitter, we kind of lose our movement. And I, I don't think enough people are, are um, screaming about that. But again, I'm a quote unquote alarmist. So yeah. I feel like I just stare off in into existential dread like at least four times a day now. Well it used to be like once a week. Well, like I said, once we got to the point where safety just common say imagine if like imagine if, if just like just gloves and rails were politicized so like if i was going to say move a hundred move 500 pounds of garbage and i put on work gloves and someone was calling me a pussy and real men touch foreign um contaminants with their bare skin and like all safety was politicized and then became a talking point imagine like you can't do anything imagine if that you pulled out an umbrella on a rainy day and then like some trucker spat at the floor next to you because real americans get their whole body drenched by rain because who the fuck uses an umbrella that's for pussy cuck liberal beta males yes we are in a very terrible point there's a lot of fighting but there's also a lot of fighting in the other direction for stupid shit we are fighting over basic safety in America right now. Just basic, we, we are fist fighting over basic safety. Everything, and, and for the most part, 
we've left not only each individual state to their own devices, but each individual business, every building to their own devices. Yep. And even the buildings, the expo center where Exotica happens, I was like, surely the expo center will have a mask mandate saying you can't be in our building unless you wear a mask. Nope. They have a big disclaimer saying, hey, uh, mask mandates are going to be decided by the person putting on the exhibition. Everyone washing their hands of it all the way down the line. To the point where you must understand that even though everyone is washing their hands of it, it's still just masks during a pandemic. That's it. Just because you're yep. less because they for some reason have left this decision up to each individual citizen now. It's just a mask during a pandemic. Well, it's not we don't really have a choice because it's kind of like, well, we're not going to support you if you don't want to go to work because you have the opportunity work so you're choosing not to work um but like if you get COVID and die because you went to work then it's like hey we're in a pandemic you chose to go like why'd you go to work right yes we don't we don't we're just we're trying to tank COVID and it's just getting worse and that's really fucking stupid I don't know why we're trying to tank COVID. Yeah. It's, uh, but yes, almost, we uh, But yes, that's what we're doing. Shit. Right, we're questioning. We have us. It's when you when we are not questioning safety. Yeah. It is. Remember unnerving. when that guy from the CDC in, in like January of 2020 was like, "Yeah, this we're gonna be dealing with this until 2025," and everybody was like, "Boo, hiss," and he like fucking left the CDC. Yes. Maybe we don't listen to that guy. No, we don't listen to anyone warning us about anything. And I don't even... It, we don't... We don't want to hear it. And um, and I get why. I think part of the capital... Like, one of the, the prime features of this capitalist hellscape is fatigue. We are tired. And there's a certain, there's a certain chunk of us that are now facing and just the void. Like, we're just going to work and work and work and work until we die. And I think that has fucked a lot of us up. There is no future to dream of or work towards. So we are living precisely in the here and now, which is required for the hellscape. You can't keep going to work and living check to check without only thinking two weeks ahead or not thinking far enough back to when there was a time that this wasn't the case. It's the only way you can condition yourself to survive here. And as a result, any projections in all history have no value. <laughs> so it makes sense why people are like this. But we I don't know how you make us better. Like The only way you'd make us better is by actually providing us with a future. Because that's one of the reasons why um, that's why the... I mean, that's why the, the left became the right. The young, young activists got money, got things, and then slammed the door behind themselves because they were told they were going to lose it. <laughs> they, were gonna, they were fighting to get it, and then they were told they were going to lose it because they had a future to defend. We don't have that. So we just argue mm-hmm. all types of shit, like wearing I masks. I feel like we're in this place because like, it's just a world filled where every. It's like the 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 Batman or Joker principle. Like you could have one really bad day, and you could either decide to be the Joker or you then uh, become Batman. Both of those are horrible choices. Yes, but I feel like that is what our world has turned into. Yeah, because um, you're it's it it to put it in internet terms, you're either um a overzealous Tumblr user or you are a uh, callous uh, try-hard bee poster who sits around on 8chan defending the fact that the site is hosting child pornography because freedom. And I feel like none of these factions are (laughs) in a place to make anything better for anyone. 
We are now, yeah. we've now kind of, we've now gotten into the, into the place where we're arguing over every step, which kind of creates, what? well, like I said, <coughs> this, oh, bless you, where we have this, um, this fence sitting that serves no one, nothing but the status quo and makes everything worse through stagnancy, which is why, you know, every person's COVID response is kind of limited pretty much to each individual person. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah. Positivity, guys. We've been working on it in the background, <laughs> and we are still currently working on it right now. We're doing the thing. We are we are working Woo-hoo. on We are, no, we are working. We have people, um, staff, highly paid, unreasonable Friday staff who are working on positivity right now. Several people all making living wages, mm-hmm. all trying to dredge up positivity before the end of this program. So just you wait. Full health benefits. Full, they full. They have dental. Even dental, teeth yes. Teeth aren't luxury bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Nickel and diamond as the psychic bones. They're, they need the most attention as those bones are sticking out. <laughs> nope, luxury. Luxury bones. <laughs> they need more attention. They really need to take care of those things. Those bones more than any other bones <laughs> because they're right there. <laughs> nope. Optional bones. <laughs> that said, it's still a work in progress. Everyone sit tight. What else is there in jail? Um, well, uh, let's lighten it up. We can talk about celebrities. Um, let's see what wacky celebrities are doing. Uh, oh, uh, fuck. Uh, ooh, not touching Kanye. Don't, don't have the time for that. So I, I let's need, just forget I need to listen that to whole thing album. doesn't yes. exist. I haven't listened to his album anyway, so we got it. I refuse. Um, it has a, it has some rapists on it. Uh, no thanks. Oh, there you Ooh, go. to that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's our, uh, that's, our, that's our take. Hey! That's our take on Remember uh, Pink? I remember Pink, that uh, short-haired white lady with a yes. nice jaw. Yes, nice jawline. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, showed her friends her vagina to prove that black girls and white girls have the same inside bits. Don't know why that conversation had to go that far, but she told a lot of people about it. Um, Wait, What? Oh, you don't remember, you never heard that story about Pink? No. Yeah. <laughs> she she was in a, a a pop group, did a lot of R and B kind of things, even though that wasn't her real deal. Uh, so she was around a lot of other R and B singers. So it was her and you know, a gaggle of white ladies, a, a gaggle of black ladies, and for some reason they were talking about their pussies, as you do. And Pink was like. Uh, all pussies are the same color and they're like we don't think so and she's like I'm gonna prove it and she's just like spread so the story goes maybe she's denying that story now but whatever oh well <laughs> I'm a repository of useless information about celebrities <laughs> <laughs> which I only have because I loathe them as a class listen I mean um Yes. Is was that the celebrity news you had? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh Pink, who is uh, a, a mom, uh I guess is looking at what her uh kids are watching on the TikTok and the YouTubes and called out the parents of a particular uh content creator, um uh Raquel. Let me see if I can find her full name. Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Raquel's up in there. Uh, I guess that's what she goes by, Raquel. Uh, but uh, she has Raquel has an Instagram page with 4.8 million followers that is managed, quote unquote, by her family. Um, and Pink saw that there was a uh, flirty bikini pic on that page and was like, hey, how many kids like Piper, Raquel are being exploited by their parents 
and the internet went kaplar rawr don't have an opinion rawr, is what the internet did as it is want to do and now people are having uh the discussion of are these insta celebs who are underage raquel is 14 years old uh is this exploitation I thought it was very interesting. Um, oh, I think her name is Piper and her last name is Raquel. I thought her name was Raquel. Whoops. Right. My bad. I do not follow 14-year-olds on the internet because right. that we shit's we're not, fucking weird. It's fucking weird. We're not, we're, not going into, <laughs> we're not going into the spellings and specifics, just names, but please. Yeah. So... Um, the mother of this uh, tiny influencer says the pictures are only sexual if you view them that way. And her mother says, I would do anything for my daughter. And I kind of feel like, um, uh, yeah, you're exploiting your kid. 100%. Um, and Courtney Stodden, who um, uh, they... Uh, were married to a 52-year-old actor when they were 16, and then the internet decided that they were the slut, and the problem uh, said, uh, yeah, this is exploitation, and it's our responsibility as a society to uh, protect children because uh, it's really easy to fall victim to the cycle of digital grooming, and as adults, we could see it, and they can't. Um, and I kind of feel like, why are all these news organizations getting the opinion of a 14-year-old girl on whether or not she's being exploited or not because she literally does not know? Yes, that's the point of that's that's the point of the laws and the and why the sentiment of protecting children is because they don't know. Yeah, like. This person three years ago was playing with dolls. Maybe don't tell them that uh, you get to decide whether adults are exploiting them. I feel that's so unfair, and it's what our society routinely does to children, especially uh, femme ones. Yes. Um, well, I, I mean... Yeah, so now people are yelling at Pink, who, I get it, kind of annoying but not for this <laughs> agreed when uh, she was yelling about hurting animals because you dye them pink even though she died a horse in one of her music videos but whatever why do i know so much random information about pink but <laughs> uh i i kind of feel like we let these kids become ultra famous at such a young age, um, their parents are quote unquote managing them. But no kid should be the breadwinner for their family. That's it, it. I mean, in you know Hollywood or acting, there's strict child employment laws of like when they could work how much money their parents are allowed to spend and how much has to be saved for them. For these social media stars, it's like the wild, wild west. Right. So you can have your tween shaking her ass in a bikini and it's supposed to be fine, but it really shouldn't. It's not. And it deeply disturbs me that like we just go, okay, well, you know, like, it, 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 the question, it does beg the question, for what? You know what I mean? Like, why shaking her ass in her bikini? For whom? And for what? I guess the argument is, well, they're making content for other tweens and teens to... Um, Again, that's not... Mm -mm. Like, that's... My whole thing is, if your uh, 14-year-old has a hundred million followers on TikTok. Yep. Those aren't all kids. Yep. 
They're just not. <laughs> that's exactly it. And these are not. If your 14-year-old wants to shake her butt for another 14-year-old, that is growth and life. Whatever. That's a whole other set of discussions. But how many follows? Four million or some shit? Uh, um, they, this one, article says on Instagram that she has 4.8 million followers. Right. Yeah. You're. Those are not all. Yeah. They're not all kids, which means you need to be extra cautious with how you put your kid out. It's fine if you want to scoop up that money because that is that's money in this capitalist hellscape. I get it. But that means you need to be extra cautious with how you frame that kid because you now have a following of adults. Your following has a healthy portion of adults in that four point whatever million people. And you should know that. And the mom knows that. She's being an asshole about yeah. it. Literally, the first thing I see when I click on her Instagram is a butt shot. Yeah, her mom knows what's going on. That's fucking gross. Like, this child is wearing... Uh, tank tops and posing in heels Ugh. like i yeah that's super intentional bro I'm, I'm very let people be free and uh i believe if you want to be a sexual being to do that right. but there's a big difference between letting that child develop that in their own time and space and then suggestively posing them and posting it on the internet for the consumption of others. Yes. Like, yes, there this, is no, there is no. I intention. do yes. feel some type. This makes me uncomfortable. Like I don't want to look at it. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's a hundred percent. You you've removed all agency from your kid. There's no way I. We can. It, we should not. You should not be doing that, at all really actually for any reason for any any audience of any size your child choosing to do that for whomever is another yeah. like i said another discussion she has but... 2.8 million fans on tiktok yeah um her content has been liked 59.4 million times yeah yeah that is um yeah that is un- that is uh deeply problematic and unacceptable and also no one can see the nostril flare i'm actually deeply bothered <laughs> it's not great at all. yeah like I, I literally like look just to see to get the stats right and i'm like i don't like this like even if you put her name into google the first shots you get like the second one is her going ooh with her butt out yeah. why well, i don't want to see 14 year old cheeks get that shit away from me yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking weird yeah. and it's not even like in a I don't want to sexualize her way it's just like I literally don't want to see it yeah. like it why does this exist right it's not a thing we need it's simply not a thing that we need it has no, it has no place and those who would argue it has a place are extra deeply problematic you shouldn't argue that there's a place for the sexualization of 14 year olds on the internet for the consumption like, of five you can't million people. Gate, like age gate uh, things like Instagram and YouTube where um, only other children see it. Right. So the argument that, well, it's her and she's doing it for her fans who are in her age range I mean, even if you could gatekeep it like i don't you shouldn't you're still making uh, you're still making um content to um get the intense sexual attention of other minors which is also strange yeah like i don't feel good about that it, it, i was kind of thinking about it the other day because um, I was talking to a friend about shows like Skins and Euphoria, where I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> like, as much as Euphoria is a well-acted, well-scripted show, um, 
they still depict minors very sexually and graphically. And I'm like, it's an MA show. So like minors aren't supposed to be watching it. So then who the fuck is this for? Why do I have to see um, an actor portraying a teen's like boobies? Right. They don't want to see teen boobies. That's like, why? Why does this need to be a thing? And I kind of feel like, oh, if people who say, well, it's realism and it's real, it's like, yeah, you talking about sex when you are a teenager with other teenagers is real. But once you fictionalize it and then hire actors to portray it, you are just making uh, like dubious child sex content. Yes. And the, the executive decision to do it is strange. Like it's just like not something that even if I'm telling the story of kids where I need to, even if I'm going down the route of them, you know, growing their sexuality, it's not something that we need to see. Like, why does it have to be explicitly depicted? Yeah, it's not a necessity for us to see it. And in the case of Skins and Euphoria, you have depictions of adults having sex with minors, even though the actors are of age, though with Skins... I think they were actual teenagers, but why are you depicting that graphically? Like you could, a there's so much ways to use film or cinematic language to imply what you need to imply without making it. So you have to have an adult skin to skin contact with somebody depicting a child um, or have I mean, there's so many examples where people have made fiction stories that they use children and then they had a child actor kiss or interact sexually with an adult. Like, why did we let that happen and think that was okay? Like, you can't, like, how many groomers are like, oh, we're just playing pretend and got away with doing horrible things to children like that. So if you make a production out of it, that's suddenly not terrible. It just, it makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. And uh, it's kind of how I felt about the movie Cuties, which while I don't think it got a fair share, I do believe that there was a conversation to be had with okay, you want to show how explicit depictions of children are harmful, so you made a movie with explicit depictions of children. Like, perhaps a different route would have been more effective. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe. No. Do I think the response to that movie was slightly racially motivated because we have praised many a film uh, made by white males where they let, and white women, where a little girl kisses an adult man. Sure. Uh, it, it is weird that dancing children that were not touched by adults was seen as like just child pornography, but uh, it is a film classic when you have a 10-year-old Brooke Shields kissing an adult man or uh, you have the original Lolita where you have a teenager uh, kissing an adult man. Like, I, I side-eye people who, without sight unseen, decided that the director of Cuties was some type of pedophile um, honestly, my, my biggest issue with cuties wasn't even, uh, how it displayed the children, because really it was like maybe one scene where I'm like, I don't like this. Uh, it was the, the both sides ism of, well, um, 
Western culture is too sexualized, but Muslim culture is is too like I hate when they uh, movies do that or uh, when media decides to pit that where it's like bikinis versus burkas like like it 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 seems reductive to me yes but you, you no nobody watched the fucking movie so nobody really was having that conversation it was just like twerking 11 year olds and my jamaican ass was like yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> there was a family party but it's a big difference between saying oh I don't care about what other people might think is suggestive dancing in the context of we're doing it in our basement versus filming it and then putting it in a movie for the consumption of others. Like there's a, there's a conversation to be had about the differences there. Yes. But, uh, there's context and nuance, which we've lost. And in the loss oh, of yeah, context. You're not allowed know. to have nuance anymore. You have to condemn, cry, well, uh, rend your clothes and gnash your teeth. Well, the the nuance is the racism. So what um so what happens is uh so what happens is where there would be the nuance, there's no nuance. But we manage to basically change our values based on the race of the thing of the subject in question. So we definitely have more leeway for, uh, I guess white folks, white kids sexuality. And much less for black kids, for example. We just don't have it. We can't. Non-white kids. We, we, are re- we are ready to argue that they shouldn't be allowed to do a thing. As we are ready to argue that any brown person should not be allowed to do a thing. All of a sudden, all these rules and values come flying in out of left field because of yeah. it. We make sure we, we, will, we will rise up as a country to tell black and brown people they shouldn't do things. That's the nuance. It's just the racism, sexism. This is uh yes. Brown non brown non men should not be allowed to do anything at all. Anything. And then we just throw in, you know, they are uh family values, safety, religious nonsense. We're concerned about trafficking and stuff. We we talk about these uh I'm just gonna call them exploited teens on TikTok because it's pretty much what they are they're being exploited by their family to make this content because it's bringing the family money but they can do that uh because they're pretty white girls but when you know black teens engage in similar behavior they get cps called on their parents yes and they get kicked off their cheer teams and uh, they they get punished for it. Yes. So I feel like society knows that there's something uncomfortable with it, but seems they only recognize it when racialized bodies are doing it. Yes. We are. We have our. We have a morality. Yes. It's um kind of allowed racism to remain flexible in our changing time, fast-paced global economy. You can be racist in the name of safety in a way you could not be racist just because you were tired of the nigger situation 20, 30 years ago. So now you can be like, well, well, no one cares about these black girls, right? Well, I do. Yeah. So much so that I need them separated from their parents. Yes. Oh, there you go. And uh, yes, this is an actual thing that happened. Uh, there was a... Uh, a black girl and a white girl on a, the same cheerleading squad that did a TikTok dance together. And they decided that because the black girl was quote unquote more developed than the white girl, that the black girl deserved to be kicked off the cheer squad, reprimanded, and they did call CPS t- to investigate her mother. Which thankfully the mother like did not lose her child because her child wanted to do a dance but um, the fact that that could have happened is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, little uh, Miss Raquel got her name Piper, Pepper, oh, one of those. Uh, she is taking uh, sexy shots in six-inch heels 
uh, and managed by family. Nobody. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's fine. It sounds fine. It's fine. I think you're overreacting because it's so fine. It's very fine. Extremely fine, even perfect, actually. Yeah. There you go. Did we manage to um? Actually, I'm gonna. Did we manage to find that positivity we were looking for? Oh no! <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Uh, uh, Mission aborted, which is the only thing you could get aborted in Texas. Hey, sad face, single tear. All right, well, is 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 that it then? Is that is that the program? We're back. <laughs> back, yay! And a seasonal model so that we can give people time to breathe and process the hellscape. But we're still back. Yeah, we're we're. <sighs> We're gonna do this uh, when we can, because uh, um, we have not known peace for more than two days in the last two years. So it's been a lot for for all of us, like the planet. So yeah. Well, if you um, liberal, give some fucking grace, if you liberal beta cucks would stop trying to police the rest of the country and let us breathe on each other and kill each other then we could move forward with our lives. But since you're so hung up on your fascist beliefs in government overreach that we have to f- fight over masks and whether we send children to um, spread an airborne blood virus, blood disease to each other and their families. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not going to give people universal health care to deal with that long COVID no, no, we're gonna we're gonna charge them, and uh, no one's gonna be able to pay because no one's gonna be able to work. It's gonna be fucking crazy, man. Yeah, but you know, at least uh, we'll. Um, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> so on that super chipper high note. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll see you next Tuesday, and um, I'm going uh, to be deeply sad somewhere else. Bye.